Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing today, wherever you are? Well, I hope you're doing great. Me, I'm a little bit under the weather. I uh, seem to have finally picked up a little bit of the uh, sinus stuff. Uh, everything's been floating around in my house. It's been the flu. Uh, I should say in my family, the flu, sore throats, strep throat, sinus infections, and the boogie-woogie flu. Uh, not the rock and pneumonia. That hasn't happened to anybody yet. Oh, yes, actually, my uh, great-niece has, uh, has had pneumonia and still has uh, traces of pneumonia. So... Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we better get on the ball with, uh, you know, eating better or doing something. I don't know. I exercise and go to sleep and do all the things I'm supposed to do, pretty much so. But, you know, as my favorite bowling buddy, who's a nurse uh, that I've been friends with for 35 years, uh, her mother lived to be 103, and somebody said to her, what is your secret to uh, success in life and long life? And, you know, she says, well, it's, you know, not getting stressed out to understand that things happen 
And, and she said, what do you mean? She said, well, you know, if it's not your ass, it's your elbow. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, I love that, and that's one of the buzzwords that I use. I know that's not very professional, but neither am I. It should be the title of a show, if it's not your ass, it's your elbow. Because uh, after a certain point in life, that's that's what seems to happen. For some people it's 30, some other people it's 50, other people it's 60. I'm really getting long in the tooth there now, so... Uh, yeah, many times uh, that's true. If it isn't my ass, it is my elbow, or my elbow and my ass at the same time in some other body part. <laughs> but is that too much information? Is that politically incorrect? Well, if that's the case, then you've come to the right show today. Because, you know, if you, if you get a crazy nut like I am, and, and then you get me with a little bit of a sinus infection and my ears buzzing, and I'm on some antihistamines, uh, you know, you're going to get a crazy show. But I think I'll get sane for a minute here. And, um, I, you know, my topic for a show today is politics, but it's not politics with President Trump. We all know the one wonderful thing I have to say. <laughs> I'm trying to find as democracy has died and I don't mean to giggle about it. I have to find some sense of wonder in the American experience. And I would not want to live any other place in the world but the United States of America. I'm, I'm an American. I, I love my country and I'm going to stay here and create havoc until the bitter end and help contribute uh, like all the other people, you know, do in our country, uh, no matter what their, th- you know, what their positions are. But the one thing that I do like about President Trump, and sometimes I have to admit, I'll see him do things that are so horrible that I almost find them endearing uh, at times. I, I know that sounds crazy, uh, because uh, I say, you know, the, the great thing about him, and I won't say it's great, the comforting. No, I can't even say it's comforting. <laughs> the pleasing. I can't even say it's pleasing. I don't know. The one thing that doesn't bother me about him, I'll put it that way, is that he's incredibly consistent. He is exactly, you know, what you see is what you get. And, how you know, it's like when you see people fooled, like when they go to a carnival and they have a shill and a barker and everybody's saying, you know, there's a watch here. I see. Here's one. It's the oldest thing. That's where the term shill comes from, for, from, for carny grifters and things like that. If you don't get that with a guy like Trump, what is your problem if you believe anything he says? And he doesn't even expect you to believe it. And that's why he gets that silly, smirky face and everything else like that. It's this ridiculous game that he plays and people evidently want to play that with him for whatever reason. Uh, I used to feel that way and still do about many of the televangelists uh, from the 60s and 70s that I found particularly funny. There was a guy called Ernest Angeli. He's still around and he was a great healer. And I actually sent him money once with a comment saying, I don't believe a word that you say. You're a pathological liar. But you are hysterical. For the performance that you put on on this show, you deserve my five or ten dollars, whatever I sent him. And there was an element of uh, some fun uh, to that, uh, you know, the absurdity of it. And Trump is a very absurd guy. And his cast of characters, uh, you know, are absurd and dangerous and all those things. But there's a different kind of dangerous character. And, uh, you know, both parties have them uh, in politics. 
And I am going to talk politics today. And the person that I'm going to mention today, and I I think the name of this show, we're five minutes into it. It won't be a particularly long show because I'm not going to get into a lot of ugliness or anything like that, is the uh, 2016 candidate for president, Hillary Rodham Clinton. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I'm a Bernie uh, supporter. I was in 2016. I also supported Richard Nixon. <laughs> so I, I don't, I'm not always progressive or liberal. Uh, you know, sometimes I want other things. I, I was a big proponent of Governor, uh, Governor Carter, President Carter, when he be, first became president and then wanted desperately to see him go and Ronald Reagan to come in. I thought Carter didn't know what the fuck he was doing as president. And he's a wonderful, incredible, fine statesman and a decent, wonderful human being. Uh, as is a lot of the other presidents, you know, regardless of the crappy things that, that that they sometimes do in office, you know, they can be rather good people, you know, in in some way, uh, you know, if you if you really take a look at them with their flaws, uh, with different things. I don't know that I'll ever say that about Donald Trump, but I, you know, he is what he is. He's he hasn't changed really too much with anything. But the show is not about Donald Trump. The, the show is about Hillary Clinton. And I have to tell you, I was a Bernie supporter in 2016. And if Donald Trump had not uh, become such a complete idiot in the primaries, I thought uh, Congress was so broken, I might have, uh, against my better judgment, uh, maybe passed a vote for him. And I know that sounds crazy right now. But I, I reeled myself in and I said, no, 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 no. I will hold my nose and do the responsible thing. And, and I literally mean it, hold my nose and uh, support Hillary Clinton for president. Uh, and I had many trepidations about uh, uh, Secretary Clinton as the president, none of which had anything to do with her sex, which I think was one of the, I understand where people are coming from, which is one of the silliest, most bogus issues that people have to get away with. It's very important that we have people of color uh, and people represented all throughout our government. It's very important as we are having now more and more um, people of both genders, uh, you know, and, and from all walks of life and economic and intellectual strata being involved in government. And there should be no restrict. I would not hesitate for a moment to vote for a female. I would never vote for a female or a male because of their gender. That to me in the 21st century is more than irresponsible. I would not vote against a person because they were gay. Uh, I would not, uh, you know, vote against a person because they uh, didn't support, um, you know, some kind of a gun amendment that I thought might be there. Anything that has a legitimate two sides to a story Uh, I want to vote people in that support what I think is responsible government. But I understand that that you you have to allow all sides and all things. There are many different points of view. One thing I think that we have no um, we have no shortage of is lying, manipulative politicians. And they're in both parties. And I have to say, I, you know, after President, uh, you know, uh, Trump won and Secretary Clinton, uh, you know, you know, lost the, in the Electoral College and, you know, obviously won in the popular vote. Hey, that's it. That's the way the government works. She knew that going in. Nobody stole the election from her. Uh, not with the system that we had uh, or anything else like that. But 
to me, we're in the situation that we're in today because we had two of the most absolutely flawed candidates that could possibly be presented. An idiot like Donald Trump that everybody could see and was embraced and has destroyed the Republican Party. And in my opinion, a really sleazy, disingenuous person with Hillary Clinton. Uh, the Clinton family are despicable in in my point of view. Uh, you know, I, I don't know them on a personal level. Uh, you know, I know that Hillary Clinton has done, you know, many wonderful things like other people have, uh, you know, who have served in government. And, and she's her husband. I, I, you know, when I look at the situation we're in right now with President Trump, a lot of this starts with the Clinton administration and a, and a first class sleaze bag and a prevaricator, a liar, a perjurer being in the office of president. And uh, my opinion then is the same as it was now that it's no different than Donald Trump lying on that phone call. He perjured himself. He was a liar. He was a liar when he was governor. Uh, he was a predator. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how women support him or support the family. I'm not talking about Mrs. Clinton, you know, not berating him publicly or trying to keep their family together or forget. That's their personal business. And I, I'm not getting into that in this show. That is not what I'm talking about. However, the damage that uh, they have done to other people. I never understood how people didn't sympathize with Monica Lewinsky, who was an intern and a young woman. And I mean a young woman, vulnerable. She was not mentally ill. She made her decision. I understand all that. But my Lord have mercy, uh, a 20-something uh, young woman in an intern position being charmed and wooed and you know played by a womanizer, a, a sexual predator with people of the first order, a schmooze artist, a perjurer, a philanderer, and uh, the most powerful guy in the face of the earth at that particular point in time. I mean, what are people thinking? I mean, he doesn't need to be hung. The president doesn't need to be hung for doing that. Uh, you know, he, he didn't need to be shot. He didn't need to be pilloried. He didn't need to lie. He didn't need to stand up there and, you know, oh, I didn't have sex. I don't consider. Come on, man. It's the same shit that Trump is doing right now. And it's the same crap that these guys have pulled since that period in time, you know, and they were playing it before with Nixon and other people. But th 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 these guys bring it to an art form and then their family members are involved in this also. I think Hillary Clinton is disingenuous. She was disingenuous in 2016. I think she's being disingenuous right now. What in God's name, when it's so important to defeat this President Trump, is she making negative comments about Bernie Sanders? Does she literally think that Bernie Sanders cost her the election? No, she took half of Bernie's uh, platform to even you know get that popular vote. If she would have been left to her own devices, she, she he would have beaten her in the popular vote alone. And I'm not talking about Sanders. I mean, Trump. She's very much a part of the same establishment of that swamp that every, evidently everybody keeps claiming that they're going to clean up. And she's showing it now. I don't know why she doesn't shut her mouth. And for my friends who are fellow, you know, uh, Democrats like I am, um, uh, you know, I consider myself a Democrat. I consider myself a progressive 
uh, or a moderate to progress or a moderate progressive, if there is such a thing, Democrat, you know, a reasonable critical thinker on people. What what is it about that that people think that she has the right to do that? She does have the right as a as a as, as an individual to say anything she wants. Why would she do that? To what benefit? To try and sink Bernie again? I mean, I don't understand how my other colleagues many times don't understand that. I, I, I understand that with Clinton with the glass ceiling and all that stuff, and you and you put your eggs in that basket, and then you look for all the good points. And you confirm that a positive confirmation bias. But this is also a person I, I didn't appreciate her coming and running for Senate in, in New York State. You know, that was a, a, another bogus deal. I didn't appreciate Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the superdelegates in the DNC loading up, uh, you know, uh, against Bernie when he had all the momentum. And I'm not a Bernie bro. I'm not attacking anybody, uh, you know. Or, or, or doing that, you know, not at all, not at all, quite the contrary, you know, it's this, this, this disingenuous kind of slimy behavior. I didn't appreciate, uh, you know, her political friends from when she was the first lady and being secretary of state, you know, trying to, to you know, to, to manipulate black voters and thinking that Bernie was a bad guy. Because that just ain't the case. Take a picture of him getting hauled out of college, you know, when I forget which person said it. I don't know whether it was John Lewis or Elijah Cummings saying, I didn't see Bernie on that. Well, there were a lot of people who supported civil rights who didn't make it to the bridge with Martin Luther King. May I be honest with you? The thing that's appealing to Bernie in 2016, and again, why he's sharing the lead with Joe Biden, is the fact that Bernie has been honest and consistent his entire career. And there are people like Joe Scarborough on MSNBC with Morning Joe who worked with Bernie and said that Bernie wasn't a back pattern. He wasn't a back, but people like Bernie. Bernie was okay. The question is, why is Clinton doing this now? Why would she do this and jeopardize uh, whoever the candidate is? Joe Biden's not doing this. Elizabeth Warren tried to pull it, and you can see where she's going. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris tried to pull that card on Joe Biden. I was that girl. Cory Booker with being a smart ass and being disingenuous. This isn't because they're people of color or because they're females or any of that stuff. It's because American voters are pretty stupid, but they're not that stupid. They see when somebody's a backstabber. They see that. And that's one of the reasons they didn't like Hillary Clinton. That's one of the reasons they didn't like Hillary Clinton. That's one of the reasons they didn't like Bill Clinton, amongst others. A lot of the shenanigans that they pulled. And again, I'd have to say, what's the gig? Is this so that uh, when Chelsea Clinton, uh, did, did the Clintons want to, you know, do they want to become the Kennedys? Do they want to become like the Bushes uh, or some other family where they think they're going to become a dynasty? Where they're going to have third generation, fourth generation people coming in? Is this, is this what they're looking for? To pull in more favors? You know, because... Uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty disgusting. It cost us. It cost America the first time around. You know, Donna Brazil pumping her full of uh, you know uh, the questions before the debates. Talk about cheating. 
Now, folks, I'm not attacking Hillary Clinton's personality. I'm not talking about Hillary Clinton and any um, normal marital difficulties. And they are normal, even though these situations are abnormal with somebody being the uh, president of the United States. She's not the first uh, spouse who's been involved with a philandering uh, partner. It doesn't make her a terrible person for sticking up for him or staying with him or trying to keep her family together. I'm not saying she's not a smart person. I'm not saying she's not a hardworking person. And I'm not saying she hasn't worked hard for her country in many ways. I wish she would shut up and go away and let things play out and let other people have their chance to work through the system fairly. I don't think she's a fair player. And I think that's why so many people hate her. They don't fear her. I, I, I think... In other words, I think that she's a sneak and sneakiness and, and disingenuous people go hand in hand with her profession as a lawyer and it goes in our profession in, in government. So that's my uh, comment, uh, you know, on Hillary Clinton. I don't think that Hillary Clinton was running a, a pizza parlor for sexual deviance or child molestation. I don't think that uh, Hillary Clinton is a madam or anything else like that. I don't think that Hillary Clinton is a traitor or wanted to kill people in Benghazi or neglect them or anything else like that. I think she's a very opportunistic and vindictive individual at times. And she does, she's, she gets a little bit slimy. And in these slimy times, she ain't helping anybody. If she wants to be a help, let the election play out. Let the people who are involved in it do what they have to do and stop your manipulating. Go back to your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, you know, your conferences and, and meeting with people where you get paid for paid speaking engagements and writing books or commentaries or being in documentaries, you know, make your cash. You, you, you did a lot of that before and uh, do what you have to do and uh, let other people try and get this country back on track now. Uh, and uh, if your daughter is going to be running for, uh, you know, election or position or something, yeah, I know you're going to help her out. And so is your husband and so are all your friends in the party. But uh, let, let's let that slide till after the election in, in, in 2020. Please and thank you. Anyway, that's it for me on Just Thinking. I hope you agree. And uh, I think it's the reason why Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Pete Buttigieg are in first place in the polls. And all that can change. I understand that. Elizabeth Warren shot herself in the foot. And as I said, Cory Booker's out. Kamala Harris is out. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, she looks like she's a straight shooter uh, with different things, but does not seem to be connecting with people. But uh, that's why you have other people in the positions that they're in. People know who Joe Biden is. He's a stable kind of thing. Pete Buttigieg, whether you like him or not, he looks like he's a pretty straight shooter with everything else. Uh, he's a pretty smart guy, you know, He, with whatever. And Bernie is is Bernie, baby. And you got some other good guys in the wings there, too. Uh, you know, you've got Tom Steyer. You've got Andrew Yang. And don't forget about Michael Bloomberg. You may not like him. They may happen to be male. They may happen to be billionaires. Some of them uh, or many of them happen to be older guys. But hey, man. Uh, when you've been the mayor of New York City and you're Mike Bloomberg, uh, he may not be the greatest candidate. Uh, he wouldn't be my first choice, but he's more than up to doing a decent job and running this country in a proper way, as is Tom Steyer, as is Joe Biden, as is Bernie Sanders. 
I don't know. You know, Pete Buttigieg looks like a smart young guy. Maybe a little bit more than he can handle. I don't know. Amy Klobuchar, she can do the job. Andrew Yang, pretty smart guy. He's like Pete. You don't know. Anyway, that's today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll catch you on Tuesday. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wangland. That's at S. Wangland. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said, Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.